Welcome to season two of the Energy Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa, master biohacker and successful entrepreneur. In season one of the Energy Upgrade, you got to have a taste for my obsession in all things health, energy, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and biohacking, or how to take radical responsibility in living a life by design. As a certified health coach, integrated health practitioner, kinesiologist, and seasoned entrepreneur who built and sold a seven-figure business, I want to dive deeper in this season too. After healing myself from burnout, from my health falling apart, my hormones leaving my body, I'm here to share everything I wish someone had told me. Every day, I have the incredible opportunity to be mentoring women and supporting them in becoming true magnetic energy bombs. I'm helping them remember who they were all along. It's so powerful that I want to take you in on the journey, almost as if you were a fly on the wall. You'll find that I'm not your typical health coach and I'm not your typical business coach either. I'm somewhere in between with a lot of spirituality sprinkled in there. This podcast is a sacred place where I come and share with you things that will bring you a high return on investment because yes, I'm all about ROI. Life goes fast and if I can show you a shortcut or two, I'll have succeeded at bringing you value. Thank you for being here. Let's go. Your time is now. Your energy is your life force. You want to be able to magnetize your wildest dreams. A liver detox is the fastest way to start healing. You can and you will. Welcome back to another episode of the Energy Upgrade. This is Vanessa Grotman, your host. And today I'm so excited to be welcoming a fellow colleague of mine, Kim Desmarais. I'm so pleased to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Vanessa. I'm so excited. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about blood sugar regulation. So here's the thing, Kim, we work together. So you're one of the success coach in the energy upgrade. So you're a holistic nutritionist and you come in to help the women that we work with really, um, you know, better understand things like their blood sugar, better understand also, also what they can do about it from a yeah. nutritional standpoint. Um, and you're really there to support them through their healing and transformation every step of the way. And um, I'm so glad you're you're with me on the team because that is your area of expertise. And I I really believe that, you know, leadership and sitting in our power is also acknowledging where are our zones of genius. And I know, I, I remember when I first started, women would be asking me for recipes and things like that. And I'd be like, I can't even follow a recipe myself. I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I always like tweak things and change things up. It drives my family nuts. Um, and so I was like, I need proper you know, the, the right person to help me with that. And it's funny because we, you and I actually met both in our previous lives and our previous careers. Yes. We had yes. the opportunity to work together um, through some events that I had done with my previous business. And so we yes. already had this connection. And then when you told me you were studying as a holistic nutritionist, I was like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more for those that are um, you know, discovering you for the first time, tell us a little bit more about your journey and how, how, how did you get into holistic nutrition, uh, nutrition in the first place? Sure. Well, thank you. Yes. And I appreciate 
your introduction. Thank you so much. Um, yes. So like you, Vanessa, we, I, this is my second career, right? So I originally started in the retail world in public relations and marketing and event management. And, you know, I didn't know what I know now about nutrition and health. And I burned the candle at both ends. And, you know, when I had my first son, my health plummeted. And similar story to you, I ended up in burnout, my thyroid dysfunction, hormonal imbalances, just all the things. And, you know, ended up having to really support myself. Mm -hmm. And I started loving it. And then I supported other women. And then I just realized I'm focusing all, in, all my energy on this um, and just got really passionate about it. So I decided to go back to school, which was crazy, you know, yeah. as a second career and go all in on nutrition and health. And, you know, it's funny because we met each other, you know, when I was working in events and then I saw your, you know, transformation and sort of when we, when we connected again, it just kind of was like a match made in mm -hmm. heaven. It was a match made in heaven. Um, awesome. And, and now you're, you know, you're, you're the nutrition queen in my world, which is so nice. You know, you're, you even took this, like, and you're re like, you're in the thick of it, I think right now, but you're, you're doing this certification to be able to write and create your own recipes, right? Yes. You took it to the next level. <laughs> I start. Yes, exactly. So my, my nutrition training and my degree in holistic nutrition was one thing. And then I wanted to apply my knowledge because like you said, everyone wants those recipes, those tricks, the meal pan planning techniques. So applying that knowledge, I went back to the Academy, Academy of Culinary Nutrition. And now I'm yeah, just, you know, like you, a continuous learner. So <laughs> I will always do that for my clients. I think exactly. it's so important. I always say our true business, you know, the business that is aligned with our soul's purpose is the one that we need to heal ourselves. I, I really believe this. I know every single day my business is healing me through my connection with clients and I know it's doing the same to you. So it, that's why it's going to keep us students for life, right? And that's the goal. Um, and it's nice that you're bringing that in because now in the energy upgrade, the women in that group get to have fresh recipes a couple times a month. So it's so fun to be able to offer that um, as extra support. Now, let's talk about one chief complaint that we hear from the women in the group that kind of sparked this idea to come here and, and share more knowledge about regulating our blood sugar. We hear that. Um, but it's kind of not something that's tangible, right? We hear this and it's like, yeah, what does that even mean? So maybe let's start from the beginning and mm -hmm. let's let's just give like a 101 on, on blood sugar. Sure. Yeah. Well, usually the first thing, you know, clients come in and they say, I have energy crashes during the day. I have brain fog, fatigue. You know, I'm not able to lose weight around my middle. I have anxiety. I wake up at night. And you know, one of the first things we talk about is blood sugar. And so glucose is important, right? It's, it fuels us, it fuels our brain, it fuels our muscles, but our body needs to keep it within a quite a tight window. And so what happens is when we consume our meals, the carbohydrates are broken down into glucose absorbed through our intestines and into our bloodstream. And we get that sugar spike or that glucose spike in our blood. 
So our pancreas kicks into high gear and I can use a retail example because that was my past life. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots it into <laughs> our cells. And so the glucose is stocked in our cells, right? And if there's any excess, it's stored back of house in our, you know, liver or our muscle tissue as glycogens. And then, you know, our blood sugar goes down and, you know, it kind of works that way. Now, if we eat a super carb heavy refined sugar meal, our blue glucose can spike. And what's beautiful about our body. And I think you and I, Vanessa, always talk about this is our body is working hard for us, right? Mm -hmm. It wants us to stay in balance. So when we get this massive glucose spike, our pancreas will pump out insulin to support bringing it back down, right? To the kind of within that range. And so, like we said, it, the insulin goes into our glucose, goes into our cells, into our muscle tissue, and the excess is stored as fat. And so, as you can see, like, um, you can see th this roller coaster when it goes up, it also must come down. And that's when we get that blood sugar crash. Um, and so those symptoms that we just talked about, you know, the dizziness, the brain fog, the anxiety, then the, you know, those are all sort of symptoms of that roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. And what's hard is these symptoms are related to so many other things 100%. also, right? It could be other things. And that's yeah. why it's like, we always say we're always going for the root cause of the problem. And one of the way to go through, through that is to put your detective cap on and to go through elimination. So what we're going to be talking about today is making sure that at least blood sugar is is top of mind and that at least we we want to make we want to get that out of the equation. Basically, we want to make sure you're getting um you're taking care of that and and then usually the way we work is okay, if we take care of that and we see that these symptoms of dizziness and fatigue and you know, feeling sluggish or brain fog are still present, yeah. then we continue digging. We continue our investigation. But blood sugar is kind of at the top of the list. It's one of the first thing we need to address because most of the women we work with and most women, especially entrepreneurs out there, in general are undernourished. A hundred percent. And right. actually that was, that was me in my previous life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, one of the big things was Feeding myself was not a priority. Yeah. I would work through meetings. My blood sugar would crash. I would get the cravings. I would get the anxiety and I would ignore my body. And so the other mechanism, which is so important that kicks in is your body has this safety mechanism, which is cortisol and adrenaline. So if you don't feed yourself and go on this roller coaster back up, your adrenaline and cortisol will kick in to bring that blood sugar back up to the normal level, which causes other implications of health as well right? Yeah. And, because it's going to also use your glycogen stores. So it's going to yeah. start depleting your muscles. Gonna, and that's the last thing we want. And I think one point to your point, Vanessa, is one way cravings, for example, that was the first thing I thought of when you said that there can be so many reasons for cravings, the emotional side of it, we can get into the mm -hmm. mental side of it. And the all of those different mindsets. parasites and parasites. Yes, 100%. <laughs> So one way of knowing whether it's sugar, blood sugar, is if you do have sugar, like say you get that craving and sugar does help you get back up, most likely it's a result of blood sugar crash. Mm -hmm. So it's a good little way of knowing. Yeah. So let's talk about ways to 
Okay. So now that we know this, and, and by the way, maybe before I even go any further, those peaks and valleys, like the, the go up and crash, go up and crash, we know now are also what's causing accelerated aging, oh, right? Yeah. Inflammation. yeah, inflammation and aging. So our ultimate goal is to create more of a valley, like, mm-hmm. like small ups and small downs, but not gigantic, big, you know, diff- because that is what's creating this rapid aging and inflammation in the body. And really it's, it's a sign that something is not working in an optimal way. And so, and and having that level of glucose in your blood, first of all, there's two sort of things. Number one, the more times you're on this, the longer you're on this roller coaster, the more insulin your body's going to need to get that fuel, the glucose Mm -hmm. into your cells and your pancreas gets sluggish. And it's what we end up when you need more and more insulin, they call it insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Right. And the longer you're on this, um, and then excess glucose in your blood oxidizes and can create, like you said, inflammation. So diabetes, you know, cardiovascular disease, all of these things are kind of blood sugar contributes to all of those. Yeah. And in even big- like from an aesthetic standpoint, it contributes to even wrinkle formation because it 100%. creates what we call advanced glycation and product, which is when sugar molecules come and harden our, our collagen and elastin, which creates more breakage and creates those dips. So it's, you know, blood sugar is important. It, yes. It's got to be top of mind. So how do we, how can we what are some ways we can regulate it so that it's not this big roller coaster in a day? And how can we better be in charge and control or feel at least like we're in control? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, you know, what you always talk about, Vanessa, and I think people can go back and listen to many podcasts about these things, but the pillars really are we can support it through nutrition, movement, sleep, and the big one, stress. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can kind of talk about each of those? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Okay. First nutrition, what I would say is just, I mean, low hanging fruit would be eliminating refined grains and sugar, right? Because that is what's creating that big glucose spike. And a refined grain is essentially anything that's been refined or stripped from that fiber that's helping your body like it slows down that digestive process. So your blood sugar doesn't spike as much. So if you can eliminate those refined grains and sugar, that's low hanging fruit, step one. Yeah. So we're talking like anything that comes in a box, anything yeah. that's all like purpose flour, all purpose flour. We'll, we're talking dessert, you know, not all of them, but you know, if if you're not making it at home, there's a good chance it's <laughs> It's not the kind that will support your blood sugar. Secondly, you can take a look at your plate, right? And I think, again, you've talked about this previously, but the protein, the fat, and the fiber, mm-hmm. right? We want to look at, pro- you said so yourself at the beginning, women are undernourished. We don't get enough protein in our diet, right? We look and we want to get a good healthy fat because fat slows again that digestion so we don't get that blood sugar spike we get that like you said the sort of short smaller within range right mm-hmm. not a big roller coaster ride 
and the fiber, which helps us break everything down. So if you're having grains or you're having that starchy vegetable, that's fine, but make sure your plate is well balanced with that protein, that fat and the fiber. Yeah. Fiber is so important. We tend to also forget about that. Yeah. 100%. So fiber in this case, you know, we, if you're eating whole food nutrition with a lot of vegetables, yes, usually you don't have to really even think about it. Right. Yeah. Look at So high fiber foods are like broccoli, leafy greens, asparagus, cauliflower. So just staying away from those starchier vegetables. Um, or if you have some, have it a smaller portion of your plate, right? And you really want to look at, so for example, if, if, if you're, you know, we're coming home and we need to have a quick meal for our kids, sometimes people go for pasta and tomato sauce, right? Hopefully it's gluten-free pasta, say it's rice pasta. So take a look at that. So where is your protein and where is your, where's your fiber? Where's your fat? So maybe if you're doing a quick meal, you want to add in lentils, you want to add in chicken, you want to add in lean ground, um, grass-fed beef. Um, you want to add some veggies in sometimes with my kids, I blend in lentils right into the tomato sauce. They don't even know it's there. Yeah. Or the, what do you like chickpea pasta or lentil pasta? That's like a 20, 30 gram of protein almost. There you go. So, so just being mindful about what's on your plate. Um, another thing nutrition wise is timing of when you eat. So not like me, <laughs> don't skip your meals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't skip lunch, prioritize yourself. And so many of the women that we speak with every day, prioritize everyone else. They make sure their kids are eating. So sometimes lunch is a hard, is the hardest part, right? Is that they don't plan and prepare for themselves. And that's um, very important not to skip meals because then you end up on this hypoglycemic, which was when your blood sugar goes too low. Yeah. And it's interesting because a lot of women think that if they skip meals, they're going to lose weight. Oh, yeah. No. Right. And exactly. that is so and and that I think that comes from probably like the Weight Watchers kind of yeah. mentality where it was like calories in, calories out. Um, but we know now that there is so much more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And because we work primarily with, you know, high achieving women, ambitious women that are on the go, they're building empires and businesses and running, being the CEO of their homes. The truth is you're busy yeah. and you need fuel to support mm -hmm. all of this energy output that you want to give to the world right? So skipping meals is actually one of the worst thing you can do. And you'll notice that if you've been skipping meals, wanting to lose weight, ask yourself, has it really been working? Because most likely, it's the opposite that's happening. <laughs> you end up on that roller coaster where you're actually storing it. So it's, it's absolutely true. And the other part is, you know, if you're getting that 3pm energy low and Go, like you just need that coffee, need that sugar. Um, you might want to think about what you had for lunch. Did you look at that plate again? Did you have that protein, fat and fiber? And if you did, and maybe it's just a really long window for you to get to dinner, maybe you're working late, you want to prepare a snack and kind of get ahead of it. Don't get to the point where your body is in a state of dizziness and craving that sugar. So if every day you notice at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. you're feeling these symptoms, 
try half an hour earlier having that snack and see if that changes things for you. Mm -hmm. I like to recommend meals basically every three to four hours. So three meals. But what happens most of the time is let's say you'll have your lunch at noon. And then a lot of women, they, they won't start dinner until six. And by the time it's ready, it's seven. So that's way too long of a stretch. And what happens is you end up overeating before bed and then you can't sleep. Right. So we're back into this problem, this like this vicious circle. So like you say, um, maybe like something at three or 4 p.m. And um, I know you you always recommend snacks that also will have protein. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love to to recommend that's when I, I love to use a greens powder, for example, you know, the greens powder really trendy out there. <laughs> but I find anything liquid is great because it's not going to actually take more energy from your body to digest. Because when we're trying to wrap up our day, we already don't have a ton of energy left. Mm-hmm. So having something liquid or a smoothie with some protein, like a protein powder can 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 be a, an amazing solution to tie you over to dinner. Totally. Sometimes, and especially in the winter, I like something warm. So for example, yesterday I used cacao powder, a little bit of coconut butter. That's what I'm (laughs) drinking right now. Yeah. And you can add in some of that collagen. That's a great way to add protein. Yeah. A little bit of your like nut milk. And that's a nice little elixir where you're getting that protein, that fat, that magnesium to support yourself and to get you through the rest of your day. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. This is your invitation to my upcoming three-day free event called The Mask. Why am I doing this event? It's because I'm noticing, I'm seeing, and I've been through this myself, that in order for women entrepreneurs to rise, they have to return to themselves. They have to remember their true nature. And for that, we have to let go of the mask. The mask of pretending, the mask where we're smiling, pretending everything is okay, where we are faking until we're making it. No more, because you know what makes your business so magnetic? It's you. It's the authentic version of you. That is what people in your universe, that is what your audience is craving to see. And so I'm going to have this conversation, whether you're wanting to break free from the mask in your business or in your relationship, in your career, if you are ready to elevate and level up, and most importantly, if you're ready to rise in a way that feels effortless because it's you, the mask is going to blow your mind. I have some fresh, exciting content really based on the latest contemplations and coaching I've been doing with my clients. I know you will enjoy this content. Join me. This will be happening from Thursday, March 7th until Saturday, March 9th. We will be meeting every day. Replays will be available throughout the event. And I hope to be able to see you there because this this kind of content is so important, not only to your healing, but to your rising. I hope to see you there. Before we move on, just two more big things I think that we really should touch on with nutrition is number one, coffee. And we don't need to get too much into it because I know you've talked about it so often, but caffeine is a stress. And we talked about that body's stress response, like, uh, like, cortisol to, you know, increase the glucose, um, your body produce or get glucose back into your bloodstream. That's what coffee does to us, right? It, it, it's a stressor. 
So, you know, your recommendation, I've listened to your podcast as well about coffee to have it after you eat. Not so many people like, but first coffee, we don't want to do that. That's also affects blood sugar. Yes. We don't use that, that quote in our world. There's not, it's, but first smoothie. (laughs) Actually makes me think I need to do a post on that. That's funny. Yeah. There you go. Apparel. Here we go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, now my head is, is already going way too far. I'm coming back here. Okay. So you had something else. Well, lastly, alcohol. We we remember that alcohol is a sugar and typically we have sugar, you know, alcohol at the end of our days. Be careful because that could be putting you on that roller coaster as well. And it's also directly um, absorbed into our bloodstream. Yeah. So that's another one. Alcohol, really? I mean, Um, ultimately, it is something that you want to either completely remove and find alternatives or really, really go in moderation. Um, And of course, it is related to how we how a lot of people will cope with stress. Yes. And um, it just shows how ineffective really it is in the long run, right? We we know that it creates so many issues, even just at, at a neurological level, um, but you've mentioned blood. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, if you think of a night where you had way too much wine, did you sleep well? No, there's no way. And there's many reasons for that. But one of them is, is that level of sugar for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So the next sort of pillar would be movement. And, you know, again, we talk about this in the energy upgrade a lot, how important movement is, and specifically to blood sugar. You know, if you go out for a walk after each of your meals, you're helping your body. Like if you think about the retail analogy, you're selling that product, you're using that sugar so that you have more space in your cells and storage to uptake that glucose again, right? So movement right after eating is one way of supporting your your glucose um, and your blood sugar. The other thing is we, again, we talk about muscle building in women. If we can focus on building that muscle, the more muscle you have, the more back of house space and storage space you have, right? Mm -hmm. So um, ensuring that we look at body composition and supporting building muscle. I love that. And I love, yeah, you know, even if it, if it's just a 15 minute walk, you know, after lunch, that that's a game changer. And not only for your brain um, and clarity in the afternoon and your energy, but it's, it's truly amazing. So yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yes. So many things. And again, like, like you said, every blood sugar is one thing, but it actually, all of these things that we're suggesting impact so many different layers, right? Your blood sugar We're, is lifestyle based. Really? Totally. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, the next thing, what were we say? Sleep. Um, and sleep is a funny one too, because like you said, you know, blood sugar affects sleep, but sleep can affect blood sugar. So it's kind of this. Yeah. It goes both <laughs> ways. One effect. Yes, exactly. So, you know, when we're on this roller coaster, if any, you know, if you've woken up in the middle of the night, you know, with maybe heart palpitations or feeling anxious, that could indicate a blood sugar dip, right? So that you're on that roller coaster. And um, so sleep is also lack of sleep is also a stressor on the body, which again, goes back to that cortisol and that response. So 
you know, supporting your body with sleep hygiene, good sleep, getting that restorative sleep at the beginning of your night will go, will all support your body with supporting that glucose and getting yourself off of that roller coaster. Yeah. So I always say three hours before bed, no more food, nothing. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think the only thing I would say to that too, is if you do notice that you are um, waking up in the middle of the night, if you are hypoglycemic going down, yes. then you might want to look at, you know, within that window before bedtime, having that snack with the protein, fat and fiber, yes. if you have an early dinner, it could be something you try. And again, every body is different. This is why in the energy upgrade and like when we're speaking to clients, it's so personalized, but you know, in general, that's one yeah, but you're about. right. If you're having an early dinner and someone is more on the hypoglycemic side, they might yeah. benefit from um, an, an early evening snack, it but nice. it's not really something we recommend to everybody. Um, Correct. But you and know, you listening still want to your that body. window, like you said, before dinner to mm -hmm. digest before you go. To, yeah. 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 Because it takes on average three hours to digest a meal. And so that needs to be out of the way by the time you sleep. Otherwise your body's not going to be able to do all the restorative and rejuvenating work it needs to do at night. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's stress. And oh. stress is the big one. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Can Again, we just skip over that one? <laughs> and you know what? It's funny that you say that because I was thinking about this too. When I was back, I used to have a lot of anxiety. And again, probably because of that blood sugar and all the things that I was doing to my body. But, and I used, when people would say to me, you need to control your stress, that would stress me out. Oh, there's nothing it's like, worse. It's like, you're stressed about stress. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm feeling like this is hurting my health. Like, so I think what I like to tell people is you cannot change the stress in your life. You're a high-performing woman when you're listening to this podcast. We know this, right? You're, you might have children at home. You might have a sick parent. You might be dealing with a health crisis or something at work. You can't necessarily change those stresses. What we can do is support our resiliency to those stresses. And, um, and so the, the tools that we can utilize throughout the day to support that stress resiliency, there's a counselor talked to me about the, the window of tolerance, and so, you know, when we don't do these things to support our resiliency, our window of tolerance is really small. So everything can put us on this roller coaster. Whereas if we support that window of tolerance and our resiliency, our body is able to handle and support us through these real stresses that we really cannot change. Yeah. So it's resiliency. Yep. It's all about creating a bit of, of bandwidth, like I yeah. always say, right? And yep. And that, that is through meditation, whether it's movement is excellent as well, but not in a, like not necessarily a hit workout, but maybe more of a, a walk. Um, I'm going to le let you continue. I know you were no, something else. One thing I love that uh, I'm going to say that you years ago did, um, and I don't know if you've talked about it on your podcast, but you certainly talk about it within our programs. Um, you used to set an alarm mm -hmm. to remind yourself because just like I didn't prioritize eating, we don't prior, we don't necessarily prioritize these moments to put ourselves from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system to get ourselves out of rest or fight or flight. Yeah. So I loved your tip 
So I used to put an alarm for, for those who don't know, I used to put an alarm every hour as a reminder to take five deep belly breaths, like just to tell you where I'm coming from, <laughs> how far I've come. So this, this timer would ring and trust me, every time I was tempted to just snooze it or like just pretend it didn't ring. And um, slowly but surely, it made me realize I wasn't breathing through the day. I just was shallow breathing. My shoulders were up to my, yeah, up to my ears. And it really made me aware of the things I wasn't doing to support my nervous system and my body. So it was really a good exercise. I did that for months until, until at one point I, I graduated and I moved it to three times a day. And now I feel like I'm good. I, it's something that's like in me now. Now, Am I perfect? No, there's some times where I will forget, but I feel like it's more embodied now. And that's the thing too, is all these things that we're sharing today, they might feel overwhelming. They might feel like something you might never be able to reach, but trust us. We've both been on this healing journey and it's the power of one. Picking one thing that we're mentioning today and starting there and just like trusting that it's creating changes internally in your body. Absolutely. And I, I say this all the time to clients, like I've been there. I completely understand, you know, and I think one of the biggest things is prioritizing yourself. So if you could take away something like finishing your meal, go for a walk, that's also, you know, a reset for your nervous system. It's putting yourself back into, so you're supporting that blood sugar in two ways. You're doing your movement and you're supporting your stress. So if you could just sort of take a couple of these, you know, things that we're talking about, implement them within your life. And then, you know, you're the best test of what works for you, right? You're, you'll see how those symptoms, you know, if they go away, if they dissipate, if they change, um, based on what you're doing. And the truth is, um, the reason why we're bringing we're having this conversation today is because this really matters when it comes to longevity, right? Mm -hmm. We know that diabetes now is 20 plus years in the making and it's a hundred percent lifestyle based. Look at those four things we brought up today. Those things are completely something that you have control over. I know it's not easy. I know sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, I know it's not the easy route, but the truth is if you're if you're like us wanting to live a long, healthy life mm -hmm. and increase your health span, you have to bring uh, you have to be aware of your blood sugar and 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 where it's going. And it's through lifestyle changes that you will be able to prevent diabetes. Um, you know, a lot of people are are in the pre-diabetic range, and unfortunately, because, of how broken our medical system is, they're being told, don't worry, you're good. But, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you want to share numbers. Do we, want to, do we want to go into numbers or? Well, I mean, so first of all, the first thing is if you have had someone tell you that you're pre-diabetic, this is a huge opportunity. This is a huge opportunity to get yourself off the roller coaster and really speak to somebody, you know, in functional, like, reach out to us, speak mm -hmm. to somebody that you trust about getting yourself off that roller coaster. Um, as for numbers, I mean, you can get those snapshot, um, you know, like if you get your, for example, your glucose should be in quite the tight range. Like I said, like, I think it's 4.3 to six. Yep. 
Um, your fasting glucose would be a little lower, like 3.6 to 6. Well, I I don't know. I would That's want what it I would That's want it below laugh. five. It's true. If this is the problem, and so this is the thing, our lab results create that little bit of a range, but we know that there's, you could be, you might still feel symptomatic, right? At that higher, you might be within range, but you might still feel symptomatic if you're at the higher end of the range. So what really, when you get blood work done, that's kind of a snapshot. The other thing is too, you know, with that glucose test, it's a moment in time, right? So what you ate that night before and how you slept and the stress level will affect that number the next day. So if you're really, really interested in blood sugar, like I am one consideration is you could invest or try a continuous glucose monitor. Mm -hmm. And this sort of gives you a picture of over time, what affects your blood sugar, um, you know, timing, food, movement, all those things that we talked about and sort of see, I think you wear them for about two weeks. Yep. And you can sort of see what affects your blood sugar over time. Yeah. It was when I wore mine, it was so eye-opening. It is. Um, one of the biggest thing that came out of this for me is um I used to take my sauna almost every night. Now we know, although a sauna, like an infrared sauna, is really beneficial, um, it's also a stressor. Mm-hmm. And it used to make my blood sugar peak. So let's say I would go. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. And, I love this. and then it wouldn't come down. Like I was going to bed and it was still like at nine or eight, like crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, and with that monitor, I was able to figure out that the best time for me is in the morning after my morning smoothie, when my, my body is like nourished. Um, yeah. So that, that was so interesting to me. So it's a, an eye-opening opportunity for sure. And I just want to loop back quickly on those lab ranges because okay. this is another problem with our medical system is lab ranges are actually the average of people. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not want to be in the average. We want to be in functional levels. And that's why you might be at a six, 6.5 and your doctor is not going to flag you. But in our world, if if that's where you are fasted, that is definitely in the pre-diabetic range. So it's something that we, we would work together. And you've mentioned like, if you've been told you're in your pre-diabetic, don't feel discouraged. There is still so much that can be done. And we know, and we've seen some of our clients reverse that blood sugar in like three, four, five, six months and it's 100% doable if we start making some lifestyle changes. And that's why it's it's so empowering and it's so fun to see that it's possible. Absolutely. Anything else you'd love to add to kind of like round this up? I don't know. I think we could talk forever, right? Yes, I think just, we could. <laughs> I think just to keep it simple with going back and looking at those four pillars, taking a look at your nutrition, prioritizing nourishing your body throughout the day, making sure you're getting enough protein in your diet, not being scared of fat because fat will help you to slow that digestion of your food so you don't get that sugar spike. So really incorporating the healthy fat into your plate um, and then the timing of your meals. And also looking at that sleep hygiene. What is your movement like every day? 
and supporting your resiliency to stress. So I think really starting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's such a good recap. And um, it's so relevant for anybody listening. We need to be reminded of these things all the time. Thank you so much, Kim. Wow, this was so great. Now, where can people find you if they want to dive into your world? So um, I can be found on Instagram. Um, I'm kimdemaray.nutrition. Um, and also I'll be launching a website next week. So you can you can reach out to me there. And I'm also in the energy upgrade. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Um, so you can always people can always reach me through you, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's great is in the energy upgrade, you get access to Kim one-on-one um, every month or every other month. And so that way you get to really be supported with, with your needs. And because we all know when you're on your healing journey, it is not a straight line, right? We always say there's, there's things that will come up, things in your life that will slow you down. And our goal is to make sure that you're always feeling like you're moving forward, you're supported despite all the, the variables that happen in life, right? So we'll put the link, your links in the show notes. We'll put the link in uh, for the energy upgrade as well the, in, the, in the show notes if anybody's curious to see what that entails. Um, and yeah, thank you, Kim, for this, this amazing conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Vanessa. And of course. And for you listeners, thank you for being here yet again this week. And I cannot wait to see you next Tuesday. Bye, Bye. for now. The information shared on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't provide any medical advice. Vanessa Grutman does not cure, diagnose, or treat disease. Please consult your physician before trying any new protocol or product. 